Hey everyone, I was just thinking I probably should um, do an overall view on what this podcast um, for this year is going to be. And, you know, the Lord poured on my heart to do Revelation for the day. And that's just basically day by day um, if the Lord puts on my heart. I'm not just going to um, put something on here, you know, just for the heck of it. You know, I want it to be from the Spirit. I may not always get it right, but that's why we have to pray for discernment because I know that I have to do that all the time. And um, I also have to ask God for more of Him and less of me because sometimes, you know, I can get in my way. You know, if you're in a walk with Jesus, you know what I mean. You know, if you if you don't know what I mean, it's when you're living for yourself and... You know, it's just all about me, 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 me. That's what I'm talking about. You know, I don't want me in the equation. I want God. I want people to see Jesus through me, you know, through my actions, through my life, through, you know, what I'm learning, you know. And God has helped me to be so careful in what I say. You know, a lot of times I realize now, okay, now I'm starting to preach because this is not what this is for. This is just to explain you know, what my, what this, um, revelation for the day is. And, you know, the spirit comes up and, you know, sometimes I get on fire and sometimes it feels like, you know, I'm yelling, but I'm not. It's just because God has really put a fire underneath me and I'm just on fire for the Lord and I'm just doing what he asks me to do. You know, if you're getting conviction, that's not from me, it's from God and that's because he loves you. And this is what the blog is for. It's to get you motivated to realize how much a father truly loves you. You know, um, I'm not going to go anywhere because, you know, my flesh is starting to come up. And so I'm just going to ignore that. And so, um, see, that's what you have to do. Sometimes you have to ignore yourself because sometimes it's not God, you know. And I'm learning the difference when um, I'm in the spirit and when I'm of the flesh. And I'm learning that with other people, too. And so this is what the blog or podcast is about. It's basically, you know giving you a little push where you need it. And, you know, I'm not here to force anyone to do the right thing. That's up to you and God, you know. And it's not my responsibility what you choose to do right and what you choose to do wrong, you know. I've learned that they don't have to be in my life if they don't want to do the right thing, especially by me, you know. And, you know, I want to do what's right for people, not because based off my selfish flesh, but you know, based off of God and, you know, how much he loves us, despite that we don't deserve it. But that's just the way God is. He can't stop loving us just because, you know, that's who God is. It's not what he is. It's not what he does. It's just who he is. Um, And we just got to remember that. So I hope and pray that God um, brings you here for something new, a new purpose, a new outlook of life. And I just thank you, Lord. For the listeners that you put in, Lord, I ask that you put who you need to come on here and listen to what you have to say. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Okay, everyone, here's the revelation for today I put on my blog, and it's January 7th, 2022. And Happy New Year, by the way, if I have not said this on here. Um, I'm still getting, like, ugh, last year off the brain. And I know it's the new year. I'm starting to realize that even more each day. And it's just because, you know, the year goes by so fast. And sometimes it's like, wait a minute, where did 2021 go? And it's like, oh, wait, well, I was there, but you know how that is. And so here's, here's the, um, the uh, revelation for today. This is what the Lord put on my heart today. Well, a few days ago when I was at church for my Wednesday night. And I listened to what people say and how they say things. Not to judge them or condemn them, but something that will help us with our walk with the Lord. Now, I don't listen to other people's conversation intentionally unless the Lord pricks my ear. I've heard this so many times through myself and other people. I no longer say this because I've learned from this and am so much more willing to hear what God says. Some say, well, I don't like this speaker or because they can't understand them. It goes on and on. I've realized through my walk that if I'm willing and will listen, I can hear what God is saying through whoever may be speaking. We have this person who has a heavy accent. And when I first heard him speak, it was hard. I got frustrated and agitated. Plus, I only wanted to hear my pastor or how I wanted to hear things. It didn't dawn on me that I was being stubborn toward God. That was my mindset at the time. God then spoke to my spirit. Why not ask me for understanding? He brought the scripture of you do not have because you do not ask. So true. I asked and God gave me understanding. I now understand what he says. God also gave me a willing spirit to hear what he says through different people, even when it's not how I want it said. God has opened me to hear what he has to tell me. Even when it hurts, truth hurts, but it also heals us as we receive that correction. Now, I didn't add this on here, but I'm going to add this. You know, when God needs to heal us, he has to reopen that wound we, that we either caused or someone caused us. And so what he's doing is he's cleansing that wound out, just like you would clean out a wound in order for it not to have an infection. And um, that's what he's doing with the word. He's cleansing us and he's healing us by getting out that infection that the devil you know, got us to believe, you know, we can't give the devil, um, credit because credit, he doesn't get credit, but I'm telling you this so that you will be discerning when it's of him and when it's of you. And that is something that, um, we need to realize is that we choose who, what we listen to and who we listen to. We choose to either listen to God or the devil. And you can see that by 
the way you're walking through the fruit, how you act toward people. And, you know, are you loving and kind towards people when you don't get your way? Or, or do you have a temper tantrum? Do you get upset? Do you get over, do you get set, upset over every little thing? That is not of God. That means that you need more of God. If you are saved and you are reborn again, like I keep repeating myself, then you need more God. That's just plain point. I mean, it's basically um, point blank, you know, because we either know the word or we don't know the word. You know, we're either living it or not living, living it. Because a lot of times what people do is they are so quick to judge and to assume than even think that it could be them. So we can't give the devil that credit because it's not, the credit doesn't go to him because it's our choice to listen to him in the first place. So, you know, it's our fault, you know, but you have to realize that we are not um, fighting against flesh and blood, that we are fighting against the, um, Satan has minions in the atmosphere and that we need the word of God which is our sword and we need to use Ephesians 6 which is the word is I'm sorry the full armor of God to to so that we can see because a lot of people who are believers do not put on the full armor of God and that's also by reading the word and believing the word and that's what I went on my other um, but of course God gives it to me now and I you know, um, get that then, but now, and, um, I tell you, I tell you the truth. I thought I was just going to read this and I was going to be done, but you know, as God is downloading this, um, to me, um, I know I should put this on my blog too. So people who don't want to, you know, sit down and just read it and they can just listen to it. And, um, I will tell you that, um, <clears throat> even though the truth really hurts from my experience what comes the end result that comes from from that is freedom that only God can give um, and it, it just if you allow God to open up the runes that you keep trying to stuff under the uh, the carpet you will find freedom. You will find true healing. If you would just trust the Lord and lean on Him and not your own understanding. I'm getting this from the Bible. I'm getting this from God Himself. He is downloading. As I listen to Him and as I, you know, don't do all the talking, but listen to Him by reading the Word, you know, I get it through me worshiping and praising the Lord. And I'm not just saying on Sundays and Wednesdays, but I'm saying between that, you know, that, you know, the Monday and Tuesday and then the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, it's just, it, it's a constant being with God and believing what he says over anybody else. Because here's the thing I've learned, you know, people who are blind are going to basically teach people and those people who are very ignorant and they don't have discernment of the word of God are going to be led by those people who are blind. You know, God says, do not follow the blind. You know, what people don't realize, like, oh, if you jump off a cliff, are you going to do it? You know, 
And you're going to say, of course, no. But in real life, you do that spiritually. You just automatically believe what God says, or I mean, what people say without going in his word and asking the Lord for knowledge and wisdom on what, what's happening and what this person is saying. You know, it's also called assumption and laziness because a lot of times we get too lazy to want to go in the word and find out if if this pastor or whoever's speaking is actually of because in the bible it talks about false preachers and false teachers and you know we have to be careful this is why we need wisdom and understanding and this is why we need to be open up to God and no one else. Now, God uses people. Now, if someone is following the Lord and they make a mistake, you, know, you still got to forgive people who aren't following the Lord. But what I'm saying is, you know, be quick to forgive as God is quick to forgive you. Because I keep saying that and it's like, oh, wow, you know. And it helps to remind me when I get upset with my husband or I get upset with people who just don't get it. You know, God helps me to be quick to forgive because God forgave me of that. You know, and especially when I ask, I want to be forgiven. I don't know about you, but, you know, God is a forgiving God. You just got to ask and you actually have to repent. You know, people don't understand that. And I pray that God opens um, your mind. You know, like he's opened my mind and I pray that he opens my mind even wider toward him. So that where I get so bold, I used to have that boldness when I was a little girl and I was born again when I was, I want to say two, three years old. And Jesus asked me, or, you know, Jesus, um, I'm sorry, he said, he, he talked me through the sinner's prayer and there was no one around who could do that because they weren't following the Lord. And um, my my biological parents at that time, um, I don't, um, you know, weren't following the Lord. They didn't, I don't know if they didn't, they believed in the Lord. And um, God just, that's another, for another story or a testimony. But the thing is, Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. But um, if I remember, I'll come back to it. But um, God is good. And we just need to humble ourselves and turn to the Lord. We can't be ignorant or selfish or because God's not selfish. God is caring and compassionate. And we need to allow him to heal us. Through and through. And um, so here's the next verse. Or I'm not, not verse, sorry. This is the next uh, paragraph. If we are truly honest and humble ourselves, we can admit we've put ourselves in some predicaments where God had to help us get out of the hole we created. We know it wasn't a quick fix, but God came through in the end. We didn't have to, but he can't help it when we cry for help, even when we don't want it. That's why we have to be careful because, because that is who God is. If we give him an invitation, even when you didn't want it, then you set yourself up 
Some people tell God to mind his own business when they are the ones who gave him permission in the first place. We can't blame God in our desperation when he comes in to do what you asked him to do. We can, but it won't do much good. And I'll tell you what, this goes with um, this um, movie called Allison's Choice. And, you know, the girl who was, she was deciding whether she wanted to have an abortion or not. And Jesus was, you know, there trying to talk her out of it because that's just not who he is. And that's not something that he created. He didn't give us, like he gave us that choice, but then we, you know, we have to pay for that choice. You know, that consequences, because God would not be a God of justice if he didn't give us the consequences to our choices. You know, that that I wouldn't want to follow a God that didn't wasn't a God of justice. But, um, you know, he just basically, you know, she's like, I didn't ask you to help. And he's like, yes, you did, Allison. And then he he put in her mind. You know, where her boyfriend was just, you know, wasn't, you know, being supported, wanted her to, um, to abort the baby and she didn't want to, but she felt forced to. And here's the thing, no one can force you to do something if you don't want to do it. You can't blame them in the end because you made that choice and you may not have known you had that choice and you know, God can forgive you if you ask. But what I'm saying is, you know, you got to be careful, you know, um, what you're asking God, especially if you're the one who goes around and saying you don't believe in him. But here you are when you get in, you know, hardships. Who do you go to first? God, especially when no one else wants to help you. And um, I'm just saying be careful, because if you don't want someone to get into your business, don't ask, because that people do that all the time. They tell me a situation, they're like, oh, get out of my business. And it's like, they're the one who invited me, but then I didn't realize that that was my fault. So I blame myself thinking like, what did I say? And it's realized when you speak truth to people, that's when they get defensive. You know, when you get defensive, that is either truth, well, it is truth. You know, there's, you know... I get defensive on some things, some things like um, there's good defensive where you're getting defensive on, you know, uh, women who shouldn't be aborting their babies because, you know, but that's another testimony, you know, um, here's the next verse. How, how many know that when we get into real trouble, we will listen to God? Now, if we listen to God in the first place, we would save ourselves a lot of trouble or saved us a lot of trouble. You know, those who have learned through the hard times, you know, through the hard times we put ourselves in. A lot of times we want to blame other people. We want to blame God. But it's it's if we look in the mirror, it's that person who's looking back at us. And we have to humble ourselves and say, yes, Lord, I know I need to correct this. I know I need to fix this. Help me to be willing. And this is one thing is we have to ask God for all this. You can't just, you don't just get it. You have to actually open your mouth and ask. There are times 
when we aren't to blame and the devil acts like it's our fault, here's the thing that makes me laugh now. He's the one who caused it. Don't believe that lie. God knew that there would be times we won't listen and helps us anyway when we ask. So here's the thing. The devil always wants to make it our fault. He wants to make us feel guilty. And we don't need to feel guilty when we make a mistake. That guilt should help us to get back on the right path. God uses that guilt for that. But we also have to realize we don't go on our feelings. Because feelings lie. You know, they say, well, you should feel guilty. You should feel shame. But God, what does God say in his word? Don't be ashamed. Don't be condemned. Just, you know, work with it. Deal with it and move on. You know, learn from it. You know, let it teach you. And then move on. And help it to teach you not to keep doing it. And I probably just read something that, or said something that I had in the past tense. Um, God wants us to open up and be willing to go past ourselves and lean on his understanding. We, want, we aren't always willing, but who is grateful that God is faithful when we are not? We fail, but who is grateful God never fails us? We need to be willing to see this. We need to do this life's God's way and be willing to humble ourselves. We need to be willing to say, God, you're right, I'm wrong. It's hard that it can be. It's hard, but it can be done. You just need to make it. You, sh- you just need to make a conscience choice, meaning you need to make it on purpose. Ask God for willingness and go through what he tells you to do. God is good. Can I get an amen? God made people with different viewpoints so we can learn different ways. If everyone thought the same, there would be no need for God to teach us. We must be willing as long as it lines up with the Word of God and the Holy Spirit confirms it. To believe what God says and not doubt. If God wasn't real, then we wouldn't be questioning the existence of God. God planted a seed in us. It's up to us to do something with that seed by feeding ourselves the word, getting together with fellow, fe- I'm sorry, feather, with fellow believers and those who are more mature than you slash us. Physical age doesn't matter. It's the relationship with the Lord. People who are older don't always believe this because if God wants to use someone young, he will. He uses me and I am young and I'm still young. And um, so see First Timothy. You know, Paul was someone who was older than Timothy. And he said, don't be discouraged by those believers who are older than you who say you can't preach. You know, if God wants to put his spirit on you, oh my gosh, he will use you in a mighty way. God doesn't have a preference. He looks for a willing heart. So I pray that you will be willing to receive what the Lord has for you and work through your emotions because we don't go by feelings. There we go. We go by the every we go by every word that comes from the Lord's mouth. The word of God. Be blessed. So um, I hope you got something from this and I pray that you know, uh, you will go deeper with the Lord. Um, 
that you will, you know, let go of preconceived ideas that the Lord will give you revelation and wisdom and knowledge of his word and that the Holy Spirit will confirm in you what I am saying. So I, I pray that you will be open and willing to hear because you're on here for a reason what you need to hear from the Lord. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, everyone. Good afternoon. Um, and if it's morning, good morning. And um, I give glory to God. And as I uh, do my revelation for today on here, um, today's January 14th. And, you know, God is good. He's been so good to me um, lately. Well, he's always good to me. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, what day it is, whether I'm having a good day or a bad day, God is good. And, um, I'm trying to remember what scripture it was that, um, it was, uh, talking about good, it, God is good. And it's probably in my, um, my notes here anyway. So I'll just, you know, I'll just start with saying this, you know, um, I've been just meditating and thinking about how much I don't know um, the Bible as I should. And I realized I wanted to do like a 30-day challenge for myself. And just focusing on the um, scriptures God has put in my heart. And I got these scriptures from my Bible study. Um, let me see, how many did I actually do? I did about eight scriptures. Um, there's like not scriptures, but chapters, you know, um, Bible and different ones. And um, there was more to it, but I was like, you know, I need to do a little at a time. You know, they had a lot more scriptures for that. And these scriptures are going based of what God is teaching me. And the one thing I'm learning is God confirms his word. And I know I'm going a little bit off of what I actually wrote on my um, my uh, WordPress account. And um, I will say this, you know, you know, I go with the spirit and what he wants. And I'm like, I'm going to read it. Don't, you know, so and it's just no rush because. You know, when, when you're learning and you're growing, you start to get that boldness and that patience that God wants to give each person, you know, and that joy when you have that patience that only comes from God and you're not always in a hurry because when I was driving today, it was really slow moving and I realized it didn't even bug me, you know, and I was just seeing like things were going across my mind as I see other people were like hurrying to go nowhere and it's like you know you're gonna get the to the place you're going the same time as I get to my place in destiny but I'm learning to enjoy where I'm at you know I got to where um I was going to and you know I'm off today and even if I wasn't you know I'm always grateful to still get on work um to work on time and, you know, it doesn't bug me even if I'm a few minutes late because, you know, I'm a human being and sometimes I don't time um, my destination on time. And most of the time I'm on time, you know, because I know when to leave. 
um, now that I have this new position um, and I work in the mornings, I've learned like if I go to work later to plan a little bit better um, because you never know the traffic. But I've been so blessed that even if the traffic was um, a little bad, I still get there on time. And I am just so grateful to God that he has taught me to be patient, to stop always being in a hurry because you get nowhere and you can't um, fix your eyes on God as the way, as you need to because I've learned when I'm in a hurry, God can't speak to me because it's like now, 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 now. But then it's like when God slowed me down, I can actually see what's around me. And what God is doing in my life. And as believers, we need to slow down. Because if you're in a hurry, there's something wrong. Because you're going to get there when you get there. Yes, you want to leave time. I don't want to say, you know, be lazy and, you know, oh, it doesn't matter when you get there. If you told the person you're going to be there at 1, don't get there at one twenty. Get there at 1, you know. Don't make people wait for you because that's very inconsiderate. And, you know, God teaches us to be considerate and do what we say we're going to do. But, you know, that's not where I'm going with this. And um, I will say that, you know, doing this 30-day challenge for me is just to get closer to the Lord, help somebody else to get closer to the Lord and help them to, to learn the scripture as we need to learn the scripture and it's it amazes me because how people can just um quote scripture and you know in the bible it does state that god will bring to remembrance what you have read and you know what you need to remember and i'm learning to trust the lord i don't always remember the the chapter and the verse and so um i know as god works with me he will help me and um so as i'm doing this 30 days you know i am forcing myself you know i have a note i use my i got a tablet now so i can take to work and write my notes instead of using a piece of paper because now i can save it on my tablet and not worry about it getting lost you know because paper get lost and it's saving paper and it's saving the trees you know um and, um, okay, so I'm going to start reading so I don't get off topic and so this doesn't go forever. Um, and this is what I wrote. I am doing a 30-day challenge where I get to learn more about God's Word and who He is. And with God's help, I handpick the verses that I would look at for 30 days. Don't you hate it when you read reread something and then you see, oh, there's a mistake I do that all the time. Um, challenge. And I'm still on Galatians um, 2.20. And this verse has helped me to realize that when I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, my flesh was crucified with Christ and that now I live by faith. I also realize that Jesus died for me because he loves me. He knew that I would come to him and be saved. Just like he knew that you would too. I am so much more thankful that God saved me from a lifetime full of misery and regret. This is when we go in our own strength. 
and live by the flesh and not by the spirit. Now, I'm going to go back a little bit to where God does confirmation. And I have to tell you something. Um, Wednesday night was is a great example because someone was talking to me about the Bible. And he was talking about Ephesians and what God is doing in the church. And then I told him, like, you know, this is something new for me. You know, he was telling me something that I am... Um, I didn't know and I wasn't sure if what he said uh, was of God. And I said, well, if God wants me to know this and what you're saying is true, he is going to confirm it. And um, I will tell you this, my pastor was not anywhere around when I was um, talking about this. He was, you know, doing practice for that night for the worship set and... um, he just confirmed, you know, what God had said. And it's not like I didn't believe the person. It was just that this person can be so outspoken sometimes. And, you know, it's just, I'm glad he confirmed that he wasn't trying to diss the church or, you know, anything. And the thing is, it's like, oh, okay. And, you know, I had to tell him in the end, you have to let, allow that to download in my spirit because the one thing which I'm probably getting ahead of myself because I know I wrote this somewhere in my blog, is that the Holy Spirit is going to confirm what people say. And so if he's not confirming it, it may not be time to confirm it or it's not right because we will get an unction from the Holy Spirit whether what someone is saying is true and what's not. So um, I thought that was an awesome thing to share because God is good and I've noticed that When I'm talking to people, he's not just confirming it to me. You know, he was at, the Holy Spirit was also confirming to that person what I was saying. You know, that, you know, God confirmed what I was saying too. And uh, I wonder if he got that. But sometimes people aren't aware because, you know, they're not as in tune to the Spirit as they need to be. I know that I still have a ways to go in my walk, so I'm not putting anyone's walk down because we're in this together we're one and we're learning this together so it's like as I listen to you and as you listen to me you know God is going to confirm what I am saying he does that through his word and I'm learning to use more scriptures in my blog but a lot of times God wants you to get in your Bible so sometimes I don't do that. I do that on purpose because I want you in your word and I want you to look up what I'm saying. I am not always right and that's okay. And it's okay that you're not right either sometimes. You know, in our life, we get it wrong and that's okay. God knows that. But anyway, I need to stop getting ahead of myself. And um, so this is what else, um, you know, God put on my heart. God knows my heart and your heart. He knows when we are serious about our walk in Christ and when we are not. There's nothing we can hide from the Lord. He sees it all. So there's no point to hide from him. You know, he loves us through it all. But he still loves us and wants us to still come to him freely out of our own will and choose him and to choose his way. He wants us to learn from him. I find rest in him and I am refreshed as I spend time with him. I am thankful I can spend time with the Lord and rest under the shadow of his wings. See Psalm 91. I am learning so much. I am learning that when I live by the flesh, I fail. 
and I thank God that he doesn't give up on me or you, but waits for me slash you to get our focus back on him or see the errors of your way if you don't follow him or, you know, have a relationship with him. He's not mad at you. He knows what living in a sinful body can do to us, and that doesn't mean he loves us any less. He is patient and kind and slow to anger. Some people believe that man wrote the Bible when God inspired man to write the Bible. It was through the Holy Spirit and is used for learning to live in righteousness. Now, the Holy Spirit is a he. It is not an it. Some people call the Holy Spirit an it. And the Holy Spirit is not an it. It, it is, he is God. You know, he is God in, you know, three in one. He is part of the Trinity. Even though he's the third person, you know, he had a time and place um, to come in the Bible. And he came after Christ came. Because Jesus said as he was leaving that if I don't leave, if I don't leave you, then the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, will not come. So I am grateful, like someone said, um, that, you know, we don't know how blessed we are to have the Holy Spirit in us. You know, because in the day and age, um, before the Holy Spirit came, you know, when he needed to do his will, he'd fall upon a person and then he would go away. Now we have the Holy Spirit in us at all times. hundred, you know, a hundred percent. You know, we just have to use him in a, not, you know, taking advantage of the Holy Spirit. Because you can't take advantage of the Holy Spirit. But, um, anyway, that's another blog. I am so grateful that the Bible wasn't written by man by the flesh. Otherwise, there would be no point in reading the Bible. God has spoken to me through his word, his servants, and situations, and I believe that God is good through the hard times that I face. Now here's, um, I kind of paraphrase with my Bible. Mine's like a devotional and a um, year-round Bible. I didn't even know that when I got it. Um, and it has all these like pointers and it has all these little, you know, little, you know, seeds that um help me to go through um i believe god is good through my suffering because i have seen him do amazing things through my suffering and my pain i count it all as joy knowing that the testing of my faith causes me to be perfect and complete lacking nothing see james chapter 1 verses 2 to 4 when I am walking with the Lord, I am lacking nothing because he has done everything for me. I don't deserve it, but he can't help himself. That is how much he loves us. He loves you more than you could ever imagine. You know, here's a perfect example. When you're, if you are, I was in a dysfunctional family. And you may be too, you know, whether it be in a believing household or a unbelieving. I was in an unbelieving household, though we went to church. Okay? There's a total difference, you know, um, because when someone is following, following the Lord, you know, um, they make mistakes. So, you know, give your parents a break, you know, because we are all human beings. We all make mistakes. So if you want, you know, someone to give you a break... You need to give them a break because we 
can't be hypocrites. You know, like the Bible states, because we need to take the log out of our eyes before we can take a speck out of someone else's. So that means we have to be focusing on ourselves and using what we've done wrong as lessons, not to hit someone over the head with, like, you know, I used to do a long time ago. But um, I'm grateful that God has changed me. You know, this is what God wants is us to learn and to grow in faith, you know, by turning the opposite way when we sin. You know, God loves us when we don't deserve it, when we mess up, when we lose our temper or have a temper tantrum because you didn't get what you want, what you wanted at the time. You hurt someone you truly loved or hurt a stranger. He loves you. Excuse me. I am grateful that God doesn't judge us like people do. They will shame you and act like a hypocrite and have no compassion or empathy for you or anyone else around them. Well, that is who I learned compassion and empathy from, God. He used to serve my pastor by his examples. You know, he used to um, sometimes say to me when I was in that state of mind, you know, think about what that person is feeling, you know. And it's just, I've seen him do it to other people. Like, he has empathy. He knows that they made a mistake that they may not have even um, deserved his empathy. But, you know, they probably did it on purpose to him. Not always. Sometimes people didn't. He still showed them empathy. And that's the way God shows people. Even though they are against God and they just want to do what they want to do, God shows empathy and compassion to them. And I want to be like Christ. You know, God calls us to be Christ-like. God sent his only son to come down and live a human life and then died for us. He went willingly. No regrets. It doesn't matter how bad you've acted. There is still hope for you. God hasn't given up on you. He is reaching out to you. You just have to receive his grace and his mercy. Forgive yourself. Forgive those who have hurt you. We've all hurt someone. And God can forgive you. He's forgiven me. And now I'm giving, living my life to the foolish. You know, I was starting to say, you know, I've given myself to Christ. You know, I've given my faults to him. I've given him my selfishness to him. You know, I still have my selfishness. And I have to fight that every day. And I'm grateful that I have God who loves me through it. He came to where I was at. I was selfish. I was conceited. I was deceived. And if you think that you've never hurt someone, then you're deceived, my friend, my brother, my sister in Christ. Think again. We've all hurt somebody. I know I have. I didn't mean to. Have you ever held a, held a grudge towards someone because they hurt you? That's hurting somebody. We, You know, people who are hurt hurt other people. And we may not realize. You may not realize that. But ask God to open your eyes. I have to do that all the time. You know, when someone hurts me and it's like, oh, you know, it's like, Lord. Sorry, I keep forgetting to have that microphone on me. Um. Like, Lord, open my eyes, cleanse me of my selfishness, more of you, less of me. Because I don't want me in me. Because me is selfish. I want Christ in me.
You know, it's no longer I who live, but, but who lives in me? You know, his grace and his mercy is like awesome. It's new each day. And it doesn't matter that I messed up yesterday. God loves me. And he helps me to start fresh. It's, you know, I don't have to give up. I can keep fighting for the right cause. I don't have to live for my standards. I live for God's standards because my standards are way too high. God's standards are too high, but he helps us to live in those standards. I forgave myself for hurting those. And even if someone won't forgive you, that's on them. Because God says, if you do not forgive as you forgive others, then you will not be forgiven. We all get what we deserve in the end. You know, he's forgiven me. And now I'm living my life to the fullest. I have no regrets choosing him. Yes, you will lose friends, but they weren't your friends to begin with. Allow God to put those he knows will help you to get higher in your walk with him. I also don't regret giving up my ways for his. In the end, I realized my ways don't work. It just led me to death, misery, and destruction. Now, I don't want that for anyone, not even my enemies. Choose life, not death. You won't regret it. Jesus wins in the end, so better to get on board now than be, than be deceived and find out later. You know, you know someone's for you with how they react to you. You know, when you tell them no, how do they react? Do they start, you know, um, retaliating against you? They, You know, people may get upset with you, but the end result, if they're like, wait a minute, you know, there's a reason why that person's not saying yes to me. And they may not be the person that, you know, God wants to get. But have you ever thought maybe that wasn't for you? Maybe God was saving you from something? Because a lot of times when God says no, he's saving you from heartache, from misery, from death. But God will not stop that from coming. Because God knows that you have to learn from that situation. And you have to remember God is good. And you have to believe that he is good. Because, you know, the devil wants you to see that God is bad. Even though that's not true. Because the devil was a liar from the beginning. And you don't want to be like the devil. The devil can't take no for an answer. So it's better to walk away from those people who can't say, who can't take no for an answer. You know, God will show you. Who is of him? Because Jesus said in his word that you will know my disciples by their fruit, by their actions, by them following him. And I pray that God shows you my heart and shows you my fruit. Because I believe my fruit will help someone to realize that they don't have to give up. That they can keep fighting and that God loves them. And that he just wants them to learn and to grow in their faith and to know that he is not mad at them. You know, God is very um, patient. And though we deserve sometimes the, the anger that we get from people, you know, God loves us. And sometimes he uses other people's anger to get us to push us. 
because here's the thing I've been pushed in my life and it's not fun it's very uncomfortable and sometimes I um I realize now that God used that person to help me to go up in my walk he's used my friend um who um I sing with sometimes to push me out of my comfort zone comfort zone to go with what the Lord wants but that's another um blog altogether and I am just going to say this I am grateful to those who um listen to my podcasts and I'm able to help someone um in need you know and I'm just grateful for all that um, God does in this blog. So, Lord, I ask that you touch the person that is listening, that you open their eyes to what they cannot see. And if they're not saved, I ask that you help them to see that they need a Savior, that they need help, and that they can't do this by themselves. Help, Help them to see who is behind the the destruction it's not always them you know sometimes it's the devil and i'm not for those um giving him a spotlight because we need to know the enemy and when he's behind it you know i used to think i was giving him a spotlight but i'm actually revealing to those who don't realize that the devil is behind a lot of it, but also that they can be behind it too because God does show up even when they don't believe in him to show them what's right. And God won't push his views on them and they're not views, they're truth. And he won't push that truth. He'll he'll show them. And if they don't want, it's up to them whether they believe that truth or not. So I pray that you open up any believers now that are not seeing your word, Lord. Your word was manifested by you, by your Holy Spirit. Because this does not work when, if, you know, man didn't come up with the Bible. You did, Lord. And so help them to realize that. You know, you inspired that word. And you inspired something in that person to write your word. You know, we are living in a time where it's almost up and Jesus is going to return. I don't know if it's going to be this year, next year, or whenever. But it is, every day it gets closer and closer. And I pray that you don't wait till the last minute to be saved. Because no one knows the hour and the time that Jesus will come. Not even Jesus himself. When God the Father tells him to go and collect those who are serving him, who's received him as Lord and Savior, we will be lifted. I could be lifted right now as I'm speaking. You know, I believe that Jesus came down. I believe that he lived a life that was perfect. And as a man, he feels everything that we feel, but he was perfect. He didn't sin. He didn't go with the crowd. You know how many times the Pharisee wanted to to kill him? But God is good. If I am to be killed because of my faith, then I know where I'm going. I don't have to worry. I am so excited 
to be able to be able to worship and praise and worship the Lord when I die because that's all we're going to be doing when we die. And if you don't like worshiping now, that's all you're going to be doing when you die. Because a lot of times people don't like it when it's not about them. And we have to make it about Jesus because it's all about him. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's all about him. And we need to glorify him because he is good. There's no evil and there's no lie in him. God's not going to change the Bible because you don't like it and what it says. He's not. He's not going to change it for me. And he's not going to change it for you. And I pray that God gives you a willingness to learn and to grow what you don't know. And that he take your pride and your arrogance and just help you to learn and to grow and to give you peace where there's no peace in the flesh, but the peace of the word that only God himself can give you. And you know, I love you whether you're saved or not. It is up to you. I am not forcing myself on anyone. You are on here for a reason and you could have gotten off at any time. I'm not against you. I'm actually for you. It's not. And we have it backwards when we think people are against, you know, sometimes people are against you, especially when they go against God. When you don't believe what the Bible says, then you are against God and what he stands for. He stands for love and justice and goodness and compassion. Anything that is good. He doesn't stand for evil. And every single person on this planet is going to stand before him and, ha and have to take an account. No one's going to be with you. You will have to take account. And I pray that you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That you realize that he came down and he died on that cross. Even though he's done nothing wrong. He paid a price that we were supposed to pay. We should have been on that cross. We should have been crucified. But he took that up. He took that burden so that we could take up his yoke and to follow him. So I pray in the name of Jesus that you choose life. He tells us to choose life, but it's up to you to choose life. If you want to continue, you have to expect what you believe. If you expect misery, you got to expect that. So, so change your mind. You can change your mind. There's a way out of that misery. And God is the only way. No other way can get you to heaven. Because God tells us in his word, any other way, he calls them a thief. You know, Catholic is not going to save you. Christianity is not going to save you. Jew is not going to save you. Only the cross can save you. So I pray that... You Holy Spirit, just fall upon each person now. Renew their strength. Renew their faith. Bring salvation onto that person. Help them to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior by speaking out that they are a sinner and that they need a Savior. Help them to, to receive you, Holy Spirit, in you, who is the teacher. He will teach you. And he teaches you through men of God. But you have to be careful because there are false prophets. And I pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Hey everyone, uh, this is Melissa and this is another revelation for today and today is the 21st and of January and I am just so grateful to be able to share what the Lord has put on my heart and I'm thankful that He has um, wakened me up today because um, as believers we know or need to realize that we are not promised today and sometimes we feel to realize that when maybe our loved ones passed away you know just like us they're not promised tomorrow or the next day and it would help if I re um, listen to you know my other revelations because I'm probably talked about this and I'll just say it again you know um, just the other week um, we had someone um, get hit by a car um, at a construction. I didn't even know the person, but I didn't say this part. You know, um, I think a week prior to that, I saw this same guy who got hit. And I was just thinking, you know, God always gives me these revelations. And he gives me this, you know, check in the spirit. And... He tells me when someone's not going to make it, and it's like, I was thinking, well, he's putting his own life in his hands. You know, you know, he could get hit by a car, and, you know, and it just, I had that um, feeling. I'm not speaking that into existence, because I didn't really share that with anybody, and, um... I am now because it's past. Um, it's already has happened. And, you know, I'm still learning what I can do when I get those feelings. And, you know, a lot of times I've heard, you know, people have struggles too where, you know, well, what they don't believe me. You know, my friend just uh, preached that on Wednesday, you know, when she was having this struggle. You know, what if they don't believe me? Well, then they don't believe you. That's my saying, you know. But... That's also doubt. You know, when God puts something in your spirit and then you're like, well, they're not going to listen to me. Well, we don't know that. They may not want to hear it at the moment, but you never know that seed could touch that person. And I just, you know, I kind of like mourned in my spirit for this person because, you know, some people are stubborn and they don't want to do the right thing. And I've realized that sometimes... People have to be pushed to do the right thing. Because we are, let's face it, we are stubborn people and we don't always want to do what God calls us to do. But if we would just obey God, we'd be so much happier. And you know, I'm obeying God the best that I can in this um, sinful body. And... I know God sees my effort and he sees and he corrects me when, you know, a lot of times um, if I'm wrong, he'll he'll give me a push in the right direction. And he doesn't make me do it. Don't get me wrong when he when I say he pushes me, but he pushes me for the better. He pushes me to better myself. He pushes me to do the right thing, even when no one else is willing to do it. And that has helped me in the long run. And I will say this is not exactly what I wanted to say, but because I was listening to a song 
and the lyrics is he's alive he's alive you know and it's basically stating that even you know the devil doesn't you know the devil wanted to kill him but he couldn't kill him you can't kill god and um they think well if if, if they kill their his children that'll kill the lord because he loves his children but what they don't realize when you kill his children you're actually sending them to heaven quicker and um they their reward is heaven so god doesn't have to worry about well god cannot be manipulated just you know like humans can be manipulated and brainwashed to think that it's all about them and it's not and they're going to get a rude awakening you know when they die and they come face to face with their creator and we have to realize that in our life you know the enemy thinks he can kill us and destroy us but if he can't if he couldn't destroy Jesus you know he certainly can't destroy us he can kill Jesus did say in his word that he, they, that man can kill the body, but they can't take, you know, kill the spirit. You know, our spirit is alive. Once his body is gone, you know, and we're believers in Jesus and we will rise and we will go to heaven. We don't need this body. We weren't even supposed to have this body. But then, you know, Adam and Eve, they made the mistake by listening to the devil, who was a liar from the beginning. And that's why... Um, God kicked him out because he was prideful, he was arrogant, he was ignorant. You know, it wasn't, he thought it was all about him. And, you know, people can't go to heaven with that type of attitude. You know, um, a lot of times people, people, believers have that attitude. And, you know, arrogance can't live in um, heaven. And what I mean is, if you're saved, you will go to heaven because, you know, we know when we believe in Jesus Christ and we believe that he died and he's rose again and, you know, that he's alive in us, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to be arrogant. That's not what I mean. I'm talking about those who aren't saved. And I just want to clarify that, you know, that cannot get into heaven. You have to be saved. You have to be reborn and you have to be forgiven. You know, a lot of times people think, well, what do I have to be forgiven? I haven't hurt people. And if, if you think that, there you go. Right there, you are deceived and you are ignorant. And when you go against God, that's anything that is good. You know, when God says not to do something, it's not for his benefit. It's for your benefit. When he says, do not lay with another man or another woman, that's for your benefit. He's saying that that's going to destroy you. That leads to death. He's not going to stop you from doing it if that's what you want to do. You know, I'm saying this out of love. You know, I still, I have a family member who's gay. I still love them. But it doesn't mean I have to like what they're doing. You know, a lot of times I see signs of coexist and has all these signs. But there's only one way to heaven. And they can argue with me all you want. But it's not going to make what they say true. Or, you know... You can't talk a lie into truth when a lie is a lie. It's black and white. And God sometimes allows people to live in that lifestyle. And, you know, I am grateful that... I don't want to sound um, like that. 
that that hypocrite the Pharisee where he's like, well, at least I'm not like that tax collector. But I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I am grateful that God doesn't leave me to my own accord where he has to wait till I, I, I fall into that pig pen like the, the lost um, son, you know, who came in, who came back. I am grateful and I want to lead other people to realize that they don't have to learn the hard way. And they don't have to fall into pain and suffering. Yeah, I still suffer and I still have pain because I do still make choices that aren't the right choices. But I'm thankful to have a God who helps me get out of them. You know, I don't do it, just do it to get, because I know that he's going to, you know, bail me out. He's not always going to bail me out, but what he's going to do, what he does do, is he walks me through it. So I will learn. Because I was thinking about this morning while I was driving. God's not always going to get you out of the mess. Because it's like I realize how many people blame God because he won't bail them out. And that's not what God is. He doesn't. He's not going to just bail you out. It's just like a parent bailing their child out, but then they never learn, and they, and they continue to do the wrong thing because they think, "Oh, mommy's just going to bail me out. If I if I withdraw too much and it's a negative, mommy and daddy are going to bail me out and give me money. I won't have to pay that back." Then that's when they're taking advantage, and when they're when the parent needs to back up and say, "Nope, they got to learn this the hard way." You know, it's not. It's my fault for, you know, enticing them and, you know, allowing them to do it when that's not love is allowing your children to keep doing what's going to hurt them in the long run. Because in the long run, someone's not going to tolerate that. I'm like, I'm not giving you money so you can, you know, sometimes we have to learn the hard way. I've had to learn the hard way and I'm going to tell you it's, it's hard and it's painful and it's humbling. You know, people who are prideful and will not humble themselves, God is going to humble you and it's going to hurt. He doesn't want to have to do it that way. But you guys give a, we give him, you guys, we, me, give him no choice sometimes. And, and, and now it's like as I'm getting more compassion for people, it's like I don't want them to go through it. But then I realize now that I have to allow it. I have to allow the cards to fall where they they need to be. And if I lose friends because I won't bail them out, then they're not my friends. They don't care for me. But I'm a, I have I have the guts to care more about them and stop worrying about whether they're going to like me or accept me. It doesn't matter. You know? If it's not of God, it doesn't matter what someone thinks. You know, that's going to hurt their feelings and their pride and good. It needs to hurt their pride. Because our pride needs to be hurt sometimes. Because it's not all about us. Our pride gets hurt when we realize it's not about us. But then we want to try to make it about us by making other people feel bad. And I don't want to make people feel bad. I know the truth hurts. But the difference between a lie and truth, a lie continues to open up a wound and hurt us, continue to hurt us. It doesn't heal like truth does. That's the difference between truth. Truth actually heals and it brings healing and it brings, 
you know, prosperity in our life, you know, if we're not prospering, then God's not with us. Now, don't get me wrong. God is always with us, but he's not present in our lives. And that's another revelation God has given me because God has realized we can't put God in, in the back burner and then expect him to do everything in our lives and be there and let us everything we think and do prosper. If it's not of God, it's it can't prosper. God's not going to go against his word. You know, just because you, you have a better position at your job doesn't mean that's from God. I'm not saying it isn't, but it could be. I'm not, but then maybe I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about when people are taking advantage of God and they try to cheat and steal their way to the top. And I'll give you an example. I have a perfect example. Like I've, I've been through that and my whole life, this is a little testimony in itself too. I was taught I was stupid. I was disabled. You know, before I even got married uh, seven years ago, it's been seven, almost eight years in June of this year. It's going to be eight years. And before that, before I even got married, my, my mom said, don't forget you're stupid. And I'm like, okay, I won't forget. You know, and it's like something, I was still a baby Christian back then. And, you know, that lifestyle was very... Um, destructive it brought death it didn't bring life because God has told us to be life towards each other not saying well you're stupid or you're disabled and you're good for nothing you know you were stupid when you're a baby and I wasn't I was a very smart baby but my parents you know my biological parents didn't teach me my ABC's early on like um, parents are supposed to so their children don't get left behind in class you know and that was not my fault and I don't know if my parent my biological parents was taught that or you know maybe they they weren't then that was definitely their fault but I'm not here to to put the blame game on I've forgiven them and this is just for a testimony this is for a lesson you know because someone I know is going through this it's going to be in a different way but you know the pain that came with it and I I was on disability for a long time and if my mom knew I got off disability she would have a conniption fit because she tried to manipulate me when I lost my social security because I was making too much money and so and I allowed her to manipulate me and I just didn't know better that I could stand up and say, no, I'm not doing that, even through the awkward and fearful um, feelings that went with it. And um, so it's like God was just my whole life was saying, you're not disabled, you're not disabled, you're not stupid. I didn't create you to be stupid, you know, and he, he doesn't create people who are disabled to be stupid okay that doesn't mean they're stupid that's not what I'm saying okay but in my situation that's what my mom was teaching me you know if you're disabled you're stupid you know when sometimes when people are just they learn a different way they have a different way their mind works it doesn't mean they're stupid so it's like when I and I've worked with people who are disabled and you can tell that they don't have that you know recognition of things that you know I would you know or someone who's smarter than me but yeah, I can admit someone is probably smarter than me and is probably is 
smarter than me. And, you know, that's when if they're following God, I like to listen to them and see what I don't know. But that's not the point. You know, um, when I was married, I think it was a few years. Yeah, because I got married in 2014 and I didn't start work until like May 2017, okay? So it was two years and it's like, you know, having to deal with my husband who was abusive and, um, you know, didn't love me as Jesus loves the church, which is the people, not the church building, just in case someone doesn't realize that. And, um, or needs to be told that a reminder, we all need to be reminded. I know frustrating is when you have to hear things over and over again, but... Yeah, I don't get frustrated in that area anymore because it helps me to learn. This is how I learned that I wasn't stupid. You know, I, I grew up with parents who did everything for me, who would think for me. And so I didn't know how to make decisions. And that was so hard. And that um, I'm doing a blog about, you know, asking God for help. And I didn't realize I had to go through the situations. I thought God would just, boom, help me. But I have to, it's a process like my friend spoke Wednesday night. And so he had to do things in my life to get me to, to realize I was smart and that I could do it. I still have moments. And that's when God reminds me. And so I went to work and I was very shy. And I'll tell you, God was in there, be in that with me getting a job. Because I'll tell you a testimony here or a uh a vision God showed me and I probably shared this with you before but after I say this little thing um, I went I was like I was at church and I always went in there and there's this cashier named Martha and she's like the sweetest lady every time I um, cashed out she's like well they're looking for people and they're like well you should put in an application. And I'm like, I don't know. I'll think about it. This, this went on for a few months before May. And finally I said, you know what? I'm going to put it in. And so I printed it out. Uh, I filled it out. I went in and of course the manager wasn't there or the store manager wasn't there. So I had to come in um, the next day. Was I, I, I'm probably mixing this up. but um, And so I went in. You know, it was all nice, you know, nice shoes, nice shirt. Um, and um, I handed it to my boss. And I, he's like, well, can you do an interview tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, I can do an interview tomorrow. And I'm like, God set that up. And I was so nervous. And so um, the next day I went in and I just got the job, right? It's like I feel like I just got the job right when I walked in. I had, you know, talked to me. We talked for a pretty um, long time. And it wasn't very long, you know. And he had told me a long time later that, you know, if, if I know someone, I just, just send them away. And um, so, you know, I got hired. I did everything I did. And it's like, you know, that, that was like, it was hard too because... Um, I had been working forever since 2008. And, um, and I lived with my parents and then I moved out, whatever. But, um, and then I started working. 
you know, my husband didn't like it at first. But anyway, now, um, I should go on a little bit before I shared that. But, um, you know, as I was going along, you know, what I didn't know was, you know, I think, you know, my boss picked up on it. I can't say the name of it. Um, and so, um, I will say that, um, I didn't see myself as a manager. Um, I didn't think I had the qualities for it. And um, God was definitely setting this up because it's just, it was going against my comfort zone. And God was really pushing me out of my comfort zone. I mean, he doesn't really push and like, Yo, get out of there like people do. What I mean is here and there, he'll be, he'll bring it up again. And if he wants something, it will happen, you know. And so they have been training me since day one. And, you know, they kept asking me, you want to be a manager? You know, um, we had a, a manager leave. And I was like, no. And then another one came for the operation manager. And, you know, I really, I didn't like her at first. But I did. You know, it's just, it's like sometimes God puts people in your path. Not, it's like, because it draws out the wrong thing. And she, I still, like, she came in the other day. She she had to move, but, you know. And um, she, she got to see me be a manager, which was awesome. Because she was trying to get me too. And um, because the nighttime manager was quitting, you know, um, I don't know how many months, and I just said no, and so, you know, after a while, I was, like, thinking, and this is, like, almost after a year that I've been in there, because I've been here for almost four years, five years, sorry, and I've only been a manager, like, two and a half years, so I was, like, a year and a half of a cashier, and when I finally decided to be one, someone got, I got, um, jumped I got someone went ahead of me and got the job and and I was like oh maybe I didn't I wasn't supposed to get it you know and they were mad because they they thought that I should have got that position but it was my fault because I kept telling him no 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 and um and I was like god if this is supposed to happen it will happen and of course as you know because I'm in a manager position I got the job because the other one didn't work out and that's the thing. Don't give up because someone got it ahead of you. If they're not supposed to be in that position, then God will get them out eventually. But here's the thing. You can't give up. Now, if you're not supposed to be in that position, you're not going to get it ever. You know, and if you do get it and you're not supposed to be in that position, God will get you out of it. But you will know. And so... I became the part-time closer. <clears throat> and I was kind of nervous the first time I had to do it by myself. I was like, Lord, help me. I don't know. You know, someone might come in here. I don't know what to do. And, you know, that's how you learn through situations is what to do. And so I had a couple situations I had to deal with. But God helped me to get through that and deal with it and learn from it, my mistakes. And, you know, my boss was very patient with me. 
And so, and God was like grooming me. It was, it's a process, like my friend said. And he was grooming me. And so, you know, my, the other one ended up moving because she thought that was good and she transferred to a different, um, a, um, I can't say it. That's what I'm trying not to, but a different one two hours away. And so that full time position was up and, I was, you know, God was like saying, get off social security. And I was scared and I had to walk out in faith because I'm like, well, what if I can't pay my bills, you know? And I know God's going to make a way if I can't. And so, and and then people were talking me into, it was my fault. I shouldn't listen to him because what God says should go before anyone, what else anyone else says. And in the end, I did get off it, but you know, it was a test. And then I finally was talking to my boss And I said, well, if you want, you can work me in the mornings, you know. And then he's like, well, well, how about you move up to the operation manager? And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, until they could find um, a replacement for me. And I'll tell you, there are some doozies. But, you know, I like them. But, you know, sometimes people don't know how to work with people. And that was helping me to learn how to work with hard people, you know, because it was, I get along with my boss. You know, we, even though we believe in God, we get along. It's like, it's amazing, you know, but anyway, let me go back. It was when I was, I want to say 19 or 20 and God was showing me the future. Okay. He doesn't always do this. You know, sometimes you just have to be content with not knowing, but if God, if you ask and God is willing because that's what he wants for you, he will, he will show you. But, um, he doesn't always show me and I have to walk out in faith. And, um, and of course I always forget until it comes to pass. And this is, he showed me this one. He reminded me of this when I got off social security and it just, you know, getting off social security felt like freedom. God freed me for something that I relied on so much. So that I could rely on him. Now, if you're supposed to be on Social Security, I'm not telling you to get off it. This is what God told me to do. So just because God is telling me something doesn't mean he's telling you. You know, you have to pray and and um, ask God for wisdom and revelation. Seek someone who is wiser than you so that he can help you. I'm not telling you to get off. I'm not telling anyone to get off. But this is just something that God you know, uh, told me to do. And so I'm standing in here in front of that same, not the same stores, you know, same company that I was going to work for. I didn't know at the time. And he's, he's like, well, this is where you're going to be. You're going to be a cashier first, and then you're going to move up to different positions and manager and you're going to get off social security. I'm like, that's never going to happen. And look at me now, you know, I just moved up to another position from operation manager to merchandise, which Again, I didn't think I could do it because I didn't think I was able to do it because I I thought I've had a bad back and it was just because, you know, I was overweight and as I'm losing weight, and God has like helped me in that because I'm being stubborn here and, you know, he's helping me with it anyway, but God's good that way. You know, um, he has to, uh, he has to wait sometimes when I'm being stubborn, but you know, he always is waiting for the opportunity time when he sees I'm open and willing. And, um, oh, excuse me. And so, you know, my boss was just saying, you know, after I switched and I didn't realize I was out of God's will for so long. 
and God was trying to get me to this position. And my boss is like, you know, we were doing a trial and he's like, oh, you got the job. You, you got this so much quicker than my other ones. And, um, I, I'm realizing more and more year after year, how smart I am and that people sometimes put that restraint on you. It's not God. It's, it's people, it's you, you know, sometimes that is the problem and it's not God because sometimes God has to wait until we're open and willing to receive what he wants to give to us. And sometimes it takes people many years to do it. Because sometimes we're like the Israelites, if we're honest. We're like the Israelites going around in a circle. And God has to wait till we he, we want to get out of that circle. The, the same routine, the same rituals. You know, even believers have to walk, you know, because weren't the Israelites believers? But then they wanted to go back to their own way and look at the mess they caused. You know, sometimes God has to wait for us, even believers, because we can be stubborn and we can be dumb sometimes. And I'm sorry, that was maybe not nice, but I can be dumb sometimes. And I'm like, oh man, Lord, please forgive me. You know, that wasn't smart. You know, Lord, give me more wisdom because obviously that was not wisdom. That was not very smart. And... I'm going to be doing another another revelation after this one if I can get get the words right. You know, um sometimes I can just do it and then sometimes it's just I have to write it down. And and this I had to write it down so I wouldn't forget. I was going to do it yesterday, but I was too tired and God told me to wait because sometimes when you're tired, you know, it's not you're not going to get the the words that you want, but I was trying so hard. But um God has done so much for me. It's because I allowed him to do it his way, not my way. Because my way just makes me frustrated. But that's that's going to be a different revelation um, for today. And I do these because I want people to learn and grow from their own mistakes, from their own ignorance, from their own arrogance, and to realize that there is a way out. You know, a lot of times people make a make an excuse that they can't help it. And that's the thing, they can help it. It's a choice. And that's another one. Sorry, I'm like, you know, God has given us a choice. And, you know, we have to realize that we make decisions whether knowingly or unknowingly. And sometimes we have to ask God for wisdom and help us to realize when we are doing. You know, a lot of times people are going to hell because they're choosing it. And they may not realize that's what they're choosing, but that's why we have to pray for those who are lost and who are deceived and those who are heading to a place. They're, they're not going to want to go. I don't even want them to go. I don't care if they're my worst enemy. You know, I don't, you know, if they want to go there, that's their choice. You know, I'm not going to stop them from making that choice. I'm going to say something. But it's not a party. You know, hell is just a place without God. That's just why he sent... That was just for Satan and his 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 demons. And because God doesn't want any of us to perish. But he's not going to force you to go to heaven and to obey him. That is the consequences 
people talk about. You know, you know, just thinking about it makes me sad of how many people are going to hell because they don't want to have anything to do with God. You know, I heard that on a uh, YouTube video. It's like, it's my body. It's their body. They can do with whatever they want. I don't care what the Word of God says. I hate it when people just say, well, the Bible, God says this. I don't care what God says. And that's the thing. And, you know, you don't want the wrong people going to heaven. And here's the thing. When I mean the wrong people, the wrong people who don't want anything to do with God. They don't want a better life. They just like the misery and the pain and the destruction it causes. You know, and some of them not, aren't even human. They're, ju- they're, they're servants of Satan when they love to hurt you. And, and then they say it's God doing that to them. And it's not. It's them. It's the devil. You know, because, you know, the Bible also states that we do not fight against flesh and blood, but of principalities. And we're fighting de- the devil, not people. And sometimes the devil inhabits people because he can't do it. Because he doesn't have a body of his own. He has to inhabit people. And that's why it's so important to get into the word. And to, to put the full arm of God. Which is in Ephesians. God is good. There's no evil in him. There's no deceit in him. There's no lies. There's just nothing like that. He's not evil. He's not wicked. We are wicked sometimes. We are wicked creatures. There's no one good, not even one. That's what Romans states. People think they're good. They're going to go to heaven because of their good works. But if that was the case, Jesus didn't have, you know, Jesus didn't have to go on that cross to, to die for us. But that wasn't the case. You know, we are not good. We only become good when we follow Jesus. That doesn't mean to stop doing good, you know. They just need to believe in Jesus. Um, I know I said this again, but, you know, my brother had asked me, like, well, are you telling me? And, like, I didn't know how to answer him because I was still insecure. And he said, well, he's good. Doesn't that make them go to heaven? No. No. If you're not, the only way to be saved is to be reborn again. And I would suggest to that person to seek God and to receive his son, Jesus, as their Lord and Savior and let let Him run their life because they'll be a lot happier. I know some people think they're happy with their life and good for them, you know. I'm just not happy living that way anymore in a carnal mind. And that's another um, revelation today. um, For today, I'm going to be either doing today or tomorrow. Depends because I need to finish my my, uh, day eight of my um, 30 day challenge and so I'm going to get off here because you know I do want to say this before I get off is that Jesus loves you wherever you're at and I don't want you to think he doesn't because he loves you with all his heart but he can't allow a you know someone who's not born again to enter his, his kingdom because sin cannot enter the kingdom of God And the only way to discern the kingdom of God is through the spirit realm and not the um, natural mind. You can't see it through your natural mind. 
And that's when you have to ask God for that, you know, to be able to see in the spiritual realm. Be careful because he might show you things that the enemy is doing and it's scary. But that's also what I was saying in here. You know, it's like no matter what the enemy is doing, you cannot fail when you have God on your side. When you have God with you, you may have situations that arise. That arise, sorry. Um, but God is, but you got the best teacher. You got the Holy Spirit in you, teaching you and how to handle and go through that, and how to have a better attitude with, through your situations with people, and how to love them when they are unlovable, because we are all. I know sometimes I can probably be unlovable because I'm like, maybe my mindset is stuck in an area, but people who know me, they love me and, you know, they put up with that to a point, you know, and I'm not saying you have to put up with it. You know, sometimes we have to endure for a season and then listen to the Holy Spirit when he says to say something. I'm guilty of that with my husband and I'm trying to be better. You know, there's sometimes, a lot of times it is of God, but there's sometimes that that's not, and I can feel it because it's like, oh, what am I saying? I need to just shut up, and so I just turn it around, you know. So anyway, be blessed. I hope you have a great day, and I pray that your um, someone's eyes has been opened, but this is for the glory of God. Be blessed.